Welcome to Chainsaw Matinee. Please take your seats. We have such sights to show you. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. Yeah, my name is Portia Dawn from uh, Writing Monsters Books and Robots Podcasts. Welcome, Portia. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, the honor is all mine. And um, you recommended our movie for today. And I'm really glad you did, because, like, I don't think I would have watched this if you hadn't recommended, and I'm really glad that I got to see it. Yeah. I keep trying to get people to watch it, so if someone asks me for a movie, I, I suggest it. Go ahead. It, it was really good, honestly. I I had a really good time watching it. Um it's it's um it's definitely a good for her movie. <laughs> yeah, good for her cinematic universe. I definitely agree. Um, this movie, I it made me realize that I need to expand my my watching from American cinema to just across the world, especially India, because that I believe that's where this film was made, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I have heard so many good um, Indian movies coming out recently, um, and this definitely is one of them. It's just, like Marty said, a great good for her movie. Yes. Yeah, I've been watching a lot more Indian cinema as well. Um, when I first started, it was like, you know, the Bollywood stuff. It takes, it took me a while to finish the movies, because some of the movies are just hours long. And then I would just finish watching the next day, but I've mostly been watching a documentary type stuff lately. Either documentary or biography type of situations. Yeah. Um, oh, so I think I forgot to say the name. So the today's movie is called Bulbul. And looking at what year. It came out in 2020, so it's still like pretty recent. Uh, does anyone want to volunteer to give a quick summary? Or we could all just kind of work together to piece it together. Um, um, men ain't shit. That Men ain't shit is the plot. <laughs> true. It does say um, it's specifically an Indian Hindi language supernatural thriller because some Indian films are not in Hindi. Um, yeah, it was released on Netflix in 2020, but then for some reason they took it off Netflix and then they just put it back on. I don't know why they took it off. Like, they were the ones who released it for the American viewers. Yeah, I'm glad they put it back on, though, because otherwise I don't think I would have been able to find it. Yeah, well, you can find a lot of stuff online, but yeah, it does make it it easier to find uh, when it's on Netflix. Um, So that means people have no excuse not to watch this, um, because I'm just, like, upfront recommending it now. It's really good. I am also curious, so did you... Did everyone watch it in Hindi or in English? Because there's a dub. I watched it in Hindi. I don't like um, English dub unless it's like a anime and I'm like doing the dishes or something. Yeah. Same. I watched it in Hindi. I just feel like there's so much 
lost in the dub usually. Like, I feel like I understand how characters are supposed to be or supposed to behave if I see it in the original language as opposed to the dub, which I'll, I respect people who do dub work, clearly. But, like, there's something very, I don't know, more tangible when you hear how it was originally supposed to sound. Yeah. Dub work on live-action films, it it just looks weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, Marty like, and I their, watched, their like, the... Their mouths move in a very odd way. We watched the first minute of this in English, because that's just, like, how the settings were on Netflix. And, like, the lip sync did not match up at all, and it was driving me crazy. So we, like, switched it over. We're like, yeah, yeah. we have to watch this in Hindi. Like, it just... It just makes a lot more sense i feel like yeah um i guess i should also i'm gonna just give a trigger warning like up front because this film does have some like darker material so there is like sexual abuse against a child and um just sexual abuse in general so if that is a trigger for anyone listening feel free to skip this episode and uh obviously we completely understand um, on a light note, this was written and directed by a woman, uh, Anvita Dut. Yeah, I looked at her Wikipedia page and she's got, like, a lot of films. I'll have to, uh, look for her other films. Yeah, I was curious. It looks like a lot of, um, musicals. Because there's, like, lists, uh, oh, hell uh yes. on, yeah, on the Wikipedia page, like, all of the movies have a bunch of songs listed with them. So, uh, yeah, we we love that. Um, so, the plot of the movie, if we all just want to kind of work together to uh, describe it, it starts out with a little girl named Booble, and it's her wedding day, and, like, she meets this little boy, and they, like, instantly become friends. And you think, like, oh, she's betrothed to, like, this little kid. Uh, no. It turns out she's betrothed to a grown-ass man, which is disgusting. And, um, <sighs> he's, like, the lord of their, um, I don't know if you call it, like, a village or, like, a province or... I'm sorry, I'm not very brushed up on Indian history, because this also takes place in, like, the 1800s. Yeah, I think it was, like, 1881 was the... Um... The rest of the film is in 1901. Okay. So, like, turn of the century. Um, but yeah, she gets married off to, like, this, like, rich lord. She was barely five years old when they married her off to him. God. She wasn't even five yet. That's just, like, nightmarish. Mm-hmm. And you find out that, like, the other little boy is the guy, her husband's brother. So he has two brothers... Her brother-in-law, and I wanted to mention, when she brings it up to well, her, her actual husband, she's like, where's my husband? And he's like, I'm your husband. <laughs> he's like laughing at her face. And she's like, no, you're not my husband. My husband is me size, small like me. Which, like, this is a child. Why would you marry a child? But, okay. Yeah. Continue. It's truly terrifying in such a real, like, way. Like, it's... I don't know, yeah. there's some, a certain kind of safety in a lot of horror, like, slashers or something, where it's just, like, or it's in a fantastical context where this just feels so realistic and just matter-of-fact. Like, they're not even, 
there's not even a question to it. There's just like, yep, this is what's happening. Oh, no. It's just, God, it's such a gut punch. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you see, like, in her childhood, she does become really good friends with her brother-in-law, who's, like, closer to her actual age. And they kind of form a romantic connection. Um, so the movie switches back and forth between present day and flashbacks. Uh, so in the in the flashbacks, she forms this romantic connection with a boy named Satya, and um, her husband gets really jealous, and so he sends Satya off to London to study law, so that they don't like be around each other anymore. And um, they love to like tell stories together. So he tells her like this story about. Um, in the translation, they call it a demon woman, and it's, like, this woman who has her feet on backwards, and, like, she lives in the woods and, like, creeps into people's houses and kills them. And, um, uh, the scene was so cute, where he's, like, telling her the story, because they're both really excited. And then, like, they just, like, both scream at the end, and it was just, like, I don't know, it just felt, like, real to how kids act, because kids love scary stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when he first tells her the story, he's like, you want to hear a story? And she's like, is it scary? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's into it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in present day, you find out that her husband has left the town. And so she's, like, taken over all of his responsibilities and she's kind of running the household. And the husband's, um, he has, like, a brother who's older, who's more his age, and, uh, you learn that this brother has died, and there's, like, all these murders happening, and Satya returns from London, and he's kind of, like, changed a lot, and it really sucks, because he starts being kind of sexist to her, he's like, oh no, you don't have to run the house anymore, that's a man's job, and, like, ugh. It's disappointing. I will say the thing I love during this sequence is that she is so unflappable in the present day yeah. like, narrative. Like when he says, you're a woman, you can't run this. She just kind of laughs at him and goes, okay. And then just keeps doing it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a little bit where, um, so the brother who got killed has a widow. And like in the flashbacks, the widow was kind of mean to Bulbul. And so like now because she's grieving she has to like wear very plain clothes and like have her head shaved and stuff like that and um so like <laughs> she kind of <laughs> kind of gives her shit for it like well you look so beautiful in plain clothes and like i don't know it's just just a little bit like of of salt there and i kind of love it because <laughs> she's still like graceful about it um, but you can tell she's kind of like, well, you, you know, you were cruel to me. And so like, but now like you've lost everything and I get to run the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The sister-in-law, um, was she a sister-in-law? Is it a sister-in-law when I get whatever. Anyway, she was very, she was the main one causing the strife between, Bubble and her husband, um, how do I say his name? Indranil. Yeah, she's the one, she kept being like, oh, well, Bubble, she's secretly in love with Satya. She kept bringing it up to him, 
Which is the reason that he got jealous. Because at first, I, I don't think he really entirely suspected anything with with Satya. But she just kept on bringing it up to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was Which, like, resulted in Bubble getting, like, beaten really yeah. oh, horribly at awful. one point. Yeah. Um, her husband finds, like, a journal of, like, a book that she and Satya had been writing together. And he gets mad. So he, like beats her with this iron like fire poker and messes up her feet and then after that his his brother uh mahindra comes in and assaults her and it's really disgusting and Mm -hmm. um so at this point like she actually dies right like he like accidentally chokes her to death suffocates her yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but like she comes back a uh, back to life and um you find out like it's the goddess kali who has like given her this kind of supernatural power so she becomes like the demon woman and so she murders her rapist yay uh and like starts killing people around the village who are like like men who are abusive or like take advantage of women Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point she kills another guy who is taking a child bride, um, like right in front of the little girl that's uh, like supposed to be marrying this guy, and uh, like, and then they, I believe they there act- was a guy who had beaten his wife or pushed her down the stairs or something, and she she killed yeah. his ass. Yeah. The little girl basically attributes like the the murder of the guy that she's supposed to be marrying to Callie, which I think is really cool. She's like, it was Callie. <laughs> yeah. That is a really empowering sequence when um I can't remember the name of the guy who was her childhood like lover, sweetheart kinda. Um he's like gonna burn down the forest because he sees her and he's like, Oh, it's the demon woman. You were right. I thought it was you doctor man but it wasn't it was this demon woman and the doctor's like she's not a demon she's a goddess yes yeah i love that doctor yeah he was yeah, really he's cool. like one of the he's like one of the only like men in the story that is actually like not a piece of shit yeah because like Su- he's uh, the one that Sudeep? first that yeah Sudeep. um and um so like after she after Bubble gets raped, um, like she's like basically told to like keep it under wraps and like not to tell anyone. But he like finds out anyways, just because there's like a bunch of injuries that are like new. Um, when he's like treating her, uh, wounds from when she's like beaten. Um, and so like he figures it out and is like you know, ready to protect her, basically. And it's really sweet that he's, like, so willing to, like, do that because not many of the other men in the story are uh, good people. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was definitely nice to see an example of, like, positive masculinity. Um, Because, you Mm -hmm. know, you don't want to take, like, that 
whole like all men are evil thing because like no like there's a, an alternate option to be like a good person um and a lot of people in this movie just yeah. choose not to be good people yeah and then i believe um after he burns down the forest um it appears that she is engulfed by the flames and he's like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Yeah, well, well... And then he writes a letter to his dad saying, like, I'm not going to be like you. Yeah, that was Satya. Yeah, because he, he's, like, trying Satya, to... Thank you. Yeah, he's trying to find, like, oh, the demon woman. I'm going to go, like, destroy her because she's killing all these people. And, yeah, then he finds out it's Bulbul. And he feels bad about it. <laughs> My bad, guys. Whoops. Also, I'm sorry. Burning down a forest seems like the opposite of solving a problem. Like, I get every time this happens in horror movies and like, I get that they're all it's part of the message because usually it's associated with angry mobs or people who aren't entirely thinking through their actions. But like, let's burn down a massive area. Well, I think Just it started as that an ever accident, gone well. right? It was like, I thought he was trying were... to burn it down. Well, they were like, he was like swinging the torch around, like coming after Sudeep. And then, like, it oh, just like lights okay, the tinder that makes more sense. Of, uh, like a flame. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it does also make for like cool visuals in a finale, which I think is why it happens in a lot oh, of yeah, movies. Because like, it's just like really cool to the see the color like, grading people... in this movie. Oh, is it was amazing. so cool. Every time she transforms, it like all turns red. This was a very beautiful movie. Yeah. Red oh, is a very important color in Indian culture. In Hindu religion, really. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh the shot with the the blood red moon. Um when she oh, yeah. she gains her power and when she's like traveling the forest is absolutely like that image will be burned into my brain till the day I die. It's beautiful. Yes. Ah, so um I know we already talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but what is everyone's like thought overall thoughts about this movie? They need Real to quick, make quick. horror movies oh, where oh. people are just going around, you know, killing abusers and like this. Yes, I agree. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> she did nothing wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm on her side. Yeah. yeah, good for her. Good for her. Absolutely. Everything she did in this film was 100% the right thing. Like, after, you know, getting her powers, she she did all the right stuff. Yeah. She's like a, a defender of the innocent. She's like, um, a 1800s, like, equivalent to a superhero basically i was gonna say she's a spirit of vengeance but that's too close to that ghostwriter sequel name <laughs> no <laughs> i don't think she's gone really i mean at the end she reformed into the old house and i assume killed her husband because he went yeah. back to the house and then she mm -hmm. like reappeared and from ashes or something like that and then, yeah, I don't, I don't, she's not gone. She's just waiting for another victim. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. For me, this, um, I, and I read this on the Wikipedia page. Uh, I believe the, the filmmaker intended this to kind of be like a, a fairy tale, which I love because so often you hear cautionary tales from the 1800s back then 
about how way, ways women should behave in a marriage and warnings against women misbehaving. But this story flips that on its head and says, if you are, if you like mistreat uh, your wife, if you mistreat women, this goddess is going to come for you and she is going to make you suffer and pay. And just that's such a, that's a much better fairy tale than the, the sexist uh, spin on fairy tales we tend to associate with like at least the fairy tales I know of in like Western yeah, culture, the, the like those ones tales. tend to be more, I am not familiar with um, um, Indian fairy tales as much. I, I don't think fairy tales is the correct word with that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think fairy tales would be kind of an appropriate word for it. Um, at least Legends, like a legend or tales. Folklore. Or kind of a, yeah, folklore, folklore yeah. myth. Um, yeah. So um, I was actually reading about, like, a little bit of the, um, like, the inspiration for this movie. So there is, like, a legend about a creature called a churril. That's how they translate it in English. Um, and so it's, like, if a woman dies during childbirth, during Diwali, or in a room where women give birth, which I think also, like, a bedroom counts as that. So, like, since she died on the bedroom, like, on the bed, that's, like, why she became this. Um, you become a churl, and, like, they're supposed to be kind of, like, seductress like they live in the woods and they seduce men but i do like the spin that this movie puts on it that she's more of like a figure of justice Hell yeah. yeah um in this little description it says uh the film resolve revolves around a child bride in her journey from innocence to strength which brings me back to um the use of red in this film a lot uh Red symbolizes, in Hindu religion, symbolizes love, commitment, strength, and bravery, and is often connected to um, a warrior goddess who symbolizes strength and power. Well, they, they say Durja, but they do mention Kali a lot in the movie. Oh, that's really cool. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm... It's been, like, a really long time since I've read up on, like, Hindu and Indian myth. Um, I think... Isn't Kali, like, supposed to be a facet of, like three other gods that are kind of combined into one. Um, yeah. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I don't lot remember of the, who the other two are. A lot of the Hindu gods have, like, different uh, personas and stuff, depending on, like, the area and who's worshipping them, and they can, like, take on different forms. Um, so I think a lot of them have, like, different names and stuff, too. But it's... Yeah. Hard to keep track of because there's like a bunch of Hindu gods. Um, but I do know about Kali. Yeah, there, there's quite a uh, few of them. <laughs> I remember talking about her in our religions class in college, and I always yeah. thought she was really cool. And now I think she's like even yeah. more cool. I feel like a lot of people are um, familiar with Kali, at least in Western culture, because of the indiana jones movies which highly misrepresents her oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but like that's kind of like where i where i first learned about like hindu and indian gods like that which uh, <laughs> i've got which problems not with a, that movie but yeah not a but good reading, source reading into it 
of like and like what's actually like the real stories um about like hindu gods and everything those are like so much more interesting than they were uh presented as in uh in the temple of doom <laughs> Well, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, like, a Western culture is going to, like, demonize everything. Um, of course. Which is why I think it's important to watch movies from that actually, like, come from other countries instead of watching movies from a Western mm -hmm. perspective about that. Uh, which is something that yeah. I would like for us to do more on this podcast, because I think we talked about this in our episode about Naroi, Um Yes. Like, yeah. how yes. refreshing it was to see, like, a Japanese perspective on, like, demons and stuff. Because the Western mm -hmm. perspective is just, like, so Christian-centric, and it's, like, the same thing in every oh, movie, yeah. where you've got, like, the guy waving a crucifix and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just we talked really... about that with the vigil, too. Yeah, it's just really refreshing to see, like, stories and stuff from other cultures that's not, like, filtered through a Western lens. Yeah, I've never watched um, an Indiana Jones film, but I did see my first interact not interaction. When I first heard about Callie was the episode of Supernatural, and, well, she dies because of some reason. I don't remember. Oh, no, I think I know the episode. <laughs> it's uh -oh. when all the gods are gathering to fight uh, Satan. Yeah, that episode. Oh, man, that was, that was disrespectful to Callie now that I remember it. Oh, no. <laughs> The only the only thing I really know about Supernatural was I feel like there was one episode or like a couple of episodes where they bring in a bunch of other gods um, and Paris Hilton was one of them. That's like the only thing I really know about Supernatural. <laughs> that that was a different one. <laughs> you could tell okay. me like yeah. anything about Supernatural and I'd probably believe you. Because everything Honestly, I've heard yeah. about that show sounds wild. Um, they fought a racist truck. That sounds like the Stephen King movie Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> uh, All right. So but this I also, is better than Supernatural. Just want to say that. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive wanna... is. Okay. We're getting off topic. I do want to mention okay. I loved the music in this movie, too. Um, oh, yeah. Especially, yeah, especially when they're, like, singing, like, characters are singing. Um, there's several scenes where, like, they sing to each other, to themselves, and it's, like, always just really fitting. I feel like the music does a really good job of, like, helping emphasize, like, what the characters are going through internally. Yeah, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a music score buff, really. Uh, when it comes to like the score of movies, I just be obsessed with it. Uh, the music is by Amit Trivedi in this film, and um, I like the little. There's like specific music for whenever Satya and Bubble are just in a scene together and just talking. Also, I wanted to bring up uh, Tripti Dimri who plays Bubble. Um, the girl, the little girl actress they chose to play the younger version of her, they chose the right little girl. They look exactly alike. They could look, they look like they could be related. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the acting in this film, especially, um, by the bubble actresses, both young and old, are 
absolutely breathtaking. She is the perfect POV actress where you just feel so protective and empathetic and connected to her. And again, it just makes the ending when she becomes this this goddess spirit of of vengeance where she's not she's not just ruthless she's also like comforting the child after she murders the man who was trying to take advantage of her she she smiles she's so warm while also being so fiery at the same time she's so Mm -hmm. confident while also having this vulnerability she's she is everything she is so so compelling yeah what i also love is that she doesn't well, I don't know. This probably is how she got caught faster, though. But she just goes straight to killing. Like, she found out at the end of the movie <laughs> when she found out that the... Because it was the man who wanted two wives. And um, she was like, okay, what does your first wife think of this? And he said, oh, my first wife, do this be sisters. Do this be like sisters. And his first, remember the look his first wife gave him? Um, and then it's later on in the film, and his second wife wanted him to kill his first wife. So then he killed he killed his first wife, and the son of the first wife told Mabul. And Mabul was like, where your dad? Where your where your daddy at? And he's like, oh, he's, he's out in the forest doing something. And she's like, oh, word? And then she goes to kill him. Yeah. Good. That's what I say. Good. Yep. Good. And I love that this film just, doesn't, I, I, is on her side. <laughs> Yeah, I I honestly just really like, even if it, like, did contribute to her, like, getting caught faster, I feel like it just fits with the the kind of, like, lore that they, they've kind of constructed um, for the movie and, like, for her character to just do that because, like, you know, it... I, I don't know. It just fe- it just feels like it's the, like the correct thing for her to be doing, even if it, I guess, doesn't make too much sense if she just wants to like just start killing. But you know, well, I like I it. Mean, there's also like you know at the end we kind of see like her spirit lives on. So like, even if she does get caught, it's still like she's a supernatural being. So it's still like a warning to everyone because like. You know, she could still come back for them. Uh, so I like to think that all the men in the village, like, cleaned up their act really fast. I mean, Satya definitely they did. He was like, he was like, wow, <laughs> I was like, dude, had a really wrong mindset about things. And um, so I do like that he he gets that redemption. He becomes a better person. Because I liked the younger version of him a lot. He seemed like a really sweet guy and like... They had a really good um, chemistry together. Yeah. I, I feel like it's I do have a question. Not... Go ahead. Sorry. No, finish your thought and then I'll ask. Oh, I was going to say um, it's definitely not coincidence that he changes and starts acting more misogynistic after he gets back from London. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if, yep. if you know anything about the British occupation of India, it was fucking awful so um yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah i do before i ask my question i do love that moment when they're talking about him at the doctor and bubble 
And they're like, he, she's like, he's acting like that that guy you told me stories about when I, we were children. It's like Sherlock Holmes. And she's like, yeah, Sherlock Holmes, kind of like putting him in his place a little bit because he thinks he's this big, educated man, come back, take charge. And they're like, uh-huh, you don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a question I had was, and this is something I'm not quite sure of, or maybe I missed it. Does her sister-in-law know about her power? No. I don't think so. Everyone in the village and all that, um, keep talking about a demon woman. And then Babul was like, y'all always blaming a demon woman. If anyone gets a fever or something, y'all blame the demon woman. And she thinks, she finds it amusing though, that, um, she's getting blamed for certain things because she knows what she's, she knows what she's doing. And, um, but the sister-in-law, she's not aware that it's Bobol. If she knew it was Bobol, she would uh she would probably stop talking to her or something because she she killed her husband. I I feel like if she knew it was Bobol, she would have been like snitching, and like telling everyone that it was Bobol. Yeah, yeah, probably. I can see that. Part of me also wondered if she just I don't know she knew Bobol would was like too strong or something. But I I don't know. I do see her as like a closed-minded enough person. That she, the idea of Bubble being so powerful didn't even, it's like not even a possibility to her. Yeah. yeah. That was your mistake! So many mistakes. Yes. By her sister-in-law? Yeah, her sister-in-law. Um, I think was secretly in love with, um, her, the... What's his what's his name? Indranel? Yeah. Yeah. He's not in it a lot. He's like, oh, Gil, give me a bubble. And she's like, I don't know why he wants you when I'm the one who mainly takes care of him. Or like there's a scene where she comes to his um room, she like hands him stuff that she tries to lay down with him and he just gets up and leaves the room. Or whenever she there was another scene where it's like a picnic and she hands him food. She's like, Oh, I made this for you here, eat it. And he feeds it to Bubble and she's just looking on like with just She's just seething. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she wanted yeah. to marry him instead of his um, brother. And there, in the scene after Babul is raped by Mahendra, um, the sister-in-law is seems to be saying a speech from memory that was told to her before she was made to marry Mahendra. Like, oh, yeah, he's a little insane, but you'll be draped in jewels and silk and you'll be... Uh, uh, married to a man with royalty in his blood and she just kept on repeating that as she was cleaning the bowl of all the blood and dressing her yeah it does make me feel yeah. like sorry for her also because she was also probably forced into a marriage at too young of an age um but that also doesn't mean you just turn around and act like terrible to other people in your situation like y'all have got to yeah. look you gotta look out for each other the internalized misogyny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The idea of, like, believing you cannot change the system, so you become a part of that system, believing it will protect you, and it will not. It will just keep hurting more and more people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what, um, some point in the film, um, the sister-in-law, what did she say? Well, she was upset with, um, she, she was talking about how 
she was in prayer when her husband Mahendra was killed and she said she was saying something like oh I'm I'm part of this family now and like we're we have all this money and I, I pray all the time to the gods and goddesses why did this have to happen to me type of situation mm. like like she mm-hmm. is without fault because of what type of family she was married into you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely. also like that kind of thing yeah. where like, you know, I did everything right. Therefore, you know, I should be safe from everything kind of it's it's a little similar to like the mentality of a lot of Christians in which like they feel like if if they just like follow the rules, then they should, you know, have everything handed to them a little bit. Um, which it, it's not a one to one, but like it's it's a little similar in her way of thinking. I feel like. Well, she's probably also um, been like if this is during the British occupation, you know, she's probably also influenced by that mindset. Um, yeah, because even like well, the local religions of places that got occupied, they changed a little bit to more reflect Christianity because that's like what the colonizers were pushing on them. Yeah. Well, in one moment, that really was a very... I think the first moment we start to see her true character is after Babul uh, gets married and wakes up in the carriage away from all her family and everyone she's ever known. And she's like, where are we? Where are we going? And she hits her. And she's like, don't w- don't ask stupid questions or something along those lines. And, like, part of me wonders if it's this, like, the internalized misogyny, you know, like, oh, you should inherently know these things. You should inherently know your place and... Like, it must have been something she went through and was taught and therefore is enforcing on other people. And it's, it really is sad. It's terrifying to see this. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so, we're getting, um, I think, close to time. So does anyone have any last thoughts? I was rooting for Sudeep in Bubble. Um, Honestly, same. <laughs> When he ran into the forest for her, I was like, I hope he finds her and they can just go off together, start killing men in another village or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, backing He was um, backing for her, you know? Yeah. When yeah. Satya was like, hey, the, the, the demon woman, she's in this forest, we have to get her in this forest. Because originally Satya um, was suspicious of Sudeep. He thought Sudeep was a killer. Yeah, because he was like, "There's no demon woman. There's a murderer. There's a serial killer." And he thought it was Sudeep, mainly because he was jealous of Bubble and Sudeep's relationship. But um, Sudeep was like, "Nah, no, let's not be in the forest. Let's just uh, let's go. Let's go back to the village." But uh, Satya and Sudeep they got into a fight, set forest on fire, and all that. And he ran into the flames, looked for for Bubble, and Mm -hmm. I like to think that they just they're just you know spirits together now. Yeah. She's allowed to kill some men and he's just waiting for her to come back to their demon world and everything's good. Everyone yeah. knows I'm a sucker for like monster partners. <laughs> um <Yes>. so like <laughs> like the I I love the idea of like him and Bubble like still being together even though like she's a monster <laughs> killing That's people. Very sweet. Yeah. And, like, listen, I, 
it's one of those things where like I love how it redefines what a monster is because like to everyone who doesn't know the circumstances like yeah she's killing people but if you look at the people she's killing she's killing like rapists and murderers and you know pedophiles and it's like yes please get mm-hmm. rid of the police and put this woman in charge please yeah she's instill she's instilling fear in the people that deserve to be fearful which is yeah. a, a a lovely sentiment that i i need more of and she's She's taking this power not only to avenge herself, but other people who have suffered as she has suffered. And that's that's what makes a legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Portia, for joining us. I really appreciate um, you recommending this movie for us. And to all of our listeners, this is on Netflix right now. Highly recommend. It's really good. So, Portia, where can you be found? I mostly um, share our link off of Spotify because I use Anchor to make our podcast episodes. Uh, You can just look up Writing Monsters, Books, and Robots on Spotify, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And there is a Twitter. The at is a bit difficult, but it's at w. Um, M and R books podcasts. Sweet. <laughs> Sorry, the, um, the at, the at for our Twitter is just so weird. But, um, I'm also on Tumblr. So it's like at by Portia Dawn. Not by like bisexual, but by like, oh, this book is by this Arthur. Sweet. Um, and I'll put links to those in the show notes too. Uh, our podcast as always we can be found on twitter at chainsaw matinee not chainsaw manatee um we've gotten that a few (laughs) times and i think it's really funny uh we are also on spotify itunes wherever you get your podcasts and we do have a patreon to help us pay for hosting fees uh keep our equipment up to date and things like that so if you feel like tossing a bit of money our way we always appreciate it Special shout out to Jenna for being our highest tier donor. Um, Stay tuned. We'll be back soon with all sorts of cool stuff. So as always, thank you for listening. And may your nightmares be plentiful. And don't mess with women. (laughs) Support your local libraries. Yes, Yes. Support your libraries. Support women and libraries. And your library and librarian women. <laughs>